Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. Hey guys, welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Today, we have a really special guest of mine. His name is Brian Fullerton of Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Let's go. Say what's up to everybody, Brian. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me, Phil. No problem. Yeah, this is a uh, a special treat for me. Um, you've been uh, a big uh, influencer in my life and starting my uh, lawn business. Now uh, getting going in the podcast game. So um, I appreciate all your videos, uh, what you do for the community, uh, helping young guys out, getting getting their feet in the door in the lawn game. And um, we're just excited to have you on and uh, hear a little bit more about you and uh, your story and your life and what's coming up next for Brian's Lawn Maintenance. So um, why don't we kick it off and uh, you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Brian, where are you from, uh, what, what do you generally do in your business and what are a little bit of side hustles that you got going on right now? Uh, list them all, please. Uh, yeah, I guess just really simply, long story short, I've run a lot of landscape business for, believe it or not, going on 15 years. And I kind of joke the last uh, or the first 10 or 11 were sort of scrimmage, uh, as I call it, because uh, I was just uh, kind of out there, uh, you know, making stuff up. You know, I didn't really have any mentors, any guidance. Um any background in the industry or the business. I actually grew up uh, pretty, pretty, you know, low income, um, not a lot of privilege or silver spoon in your mouth, if you will. Uh, so a lot of what I uh, decided to grow and build was just based off of try, fail, adjust. And over the last uh, four or five years, uh, we were able to do some different things with YouTube and uh, put out content, not really trying to be the answer man or the guru, but just quite honestly, uh, having a lot of people weigh in on what we were doing. And, you know, when you got hundreds, if not thousands of people that weigh in, uh, that feedback really helped us blossom and grow uh, a better lawn and landscape business. And, you know, along the way, the YouTube channel grew as well. Um, I didn't expect it to grow kind of what it is into today, uh, but we're really, really thankful and really, really humble about uh, our come up story. And it, it really is kind of like the rags to riches story. Not that, you know, we've arrived. I just think it's like, super great what you're doing for like the lawn community and guys like me i was listening to your podcast today and how you're uh encouraging who's who's the new guy that you oh henrik kind of yeah henrik he's got the skag uh, i've been dming him a little bit too he's asking if it's worth to get a x mark over a skag and I was like, hey, I, I really like that Laser Z, so I, I'd probably go with that. Um, nice. But, yeah, I just think it, it's totally awesome uh, what you're doing in the community, and I know a lot of guys look up to you. Well, thanks, so, man. hey, no problem at all, bro. So I got a, I got a couple of questions here for you. Um, so you have a lawn business, and um, – that's really not only your only business. You started out as the guys that you're kind of coaching right now. And like, I've heard your story, how you were at Little Caesars, you went to 
um, True Green and all of that. And then you started mowing lawns. You got a uh, 36 walk behind a trailer, the broken down F-150. So my, my first question is, where do you, where did you learn all of your like business skills, like your hustle, like, because uh, not all long guys are the same. Some guys uh, are more like bearded. They just want to cut the grass, not do a whole lot of Instagram, but I mean, you've got the Instagram, the YouTube, the podcast, and it's dialed. I like where does the savvy business side of you come from and like what feeds that motor? That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, humbly, I would say, number one, it's, it's you know, what, what people see today is a little bit more of a finished product. Now, we're not a finished product, right? But when people see the Instagram or the websites or the YouTube channel, they, they have to realize that uh, even like the Great Wall of China was laid brick by brick. And, you know, we're a prime example of that. There's nothing that we did to overnightly change anything that we're putting together. And I know a lot of folks know that, they hear that. I think uh, anybody who's teaching success at any level in any industry um, understands that it's a little bit every day. Um, I I will tell you that that's my secret to success. Uh, Every single day I've tried to build a little bit more whether that's with the lawn and landscape company, you know, finding a little bit better clients, raising our rates a little bit, uh, increasing our net profit a little bit by some new system or some new approach. Um, it's, it's been a nonstop continual work of progress uh, on the landscaping company, especially the last four years. It's been transformative. I mean, in all transparency, like the business we have today is not even in the same galaxy of where we were just four years ago. And, and I've publicly credited many, many people including this, what we call like the greater lawn care community for a lot of that feedback and uh, progress. I, I will also say, you, you already hit on it, is that, you know, you can't really teach uh, hunger to somebody. You can't really teach desire. Um, I mean, if somebody's motivated and you put the right tools in their hand, uh, they're going to go out there and some people are going to build a log cabin, some people are going to build a castle, and some people are going to build an empire. Uh, for me personally, I always had the ambition, uh, and I don't know if that stemmed from just seeing hard work, you know, uh, in my mom, uh, or you know, like I said, the lack of having things. You know, we we again, we we grew up in a double white trailer. Now, I, I joke on my podcast like we weren't Eminem, eight mile destitute poor, but we didn't have anything. We had no nice clothes. I'd never had shoes that didn't have holes in them. Uh, we didn't ever go out to a fancy dinner. Uh, I didn't even know what the mall was until about 19 years old. And I'm not making that up. I mean, I never knew what American Eagle was or Hollister or a name brand anything was until I was 19 going on 20 years old. Uh, I just didn't know. My my worldview was the trailer park and like my little surrounding town. And, you know, and that's not an indictment on anybody, you know, in my family. It's just my worldview was so small. And so I started, you know, maturing a little bit over the years and just realized that there's more out there. You know, I, when you stumble upon the Instagrams and the YouTubes, you see different worlds out there, different lifestyles, different, different opportunities that can be presented to you. And then you start reading self-help books. And, you know, that's the thing a lot of people always ask, like if we went to college or, or anything like that for business or 
social media or, or whatever. And, and the simple answer is always no. But just because we're not educated in like the traditional sense doesn't mean that I haven't read uh, about a thousand self-help books over the last decade, 15 years. And I think that's something that a lot of people uh, don't really give any credit to, uh, not, not only for myself, but other people who are becoming successful or are successful. Um, again, I, I've always had that hunger. I just needed the right tools. And over the last 10, 15 years, those right tools have kind of came together, manifested, uh, you know, finally all the pieces started working together. And that's really uh, that overnight success that people are talking about maybe now today in the last 12, 18, 24 months, uh, that only took about 15 years for it to materialize. So um, hopefully that answers your question. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love the, the detail too. Yeah. And I mean, people look at Brian's lawn maintenance now and they don't look at your very first YouTube videos. I've pretty sure. much watched almost all of them. Like the one with your Sorry Rubbermaid. No, <laughs> <laughs> the one with your uh, Rubbermaid table out there reviewing the uh, Red Oh, Max in blowers. my mom's driveway? That's a legendary yeah, the, video, dude. The one and in my that, mom's driveway with the candy cane lights, you know, that's classic. Yes. Yeah. So like, there's just, there's so many guys that see you see you now with a with a shiny 2017 uh f-250 with a big dumper box on it and they say like oh like why can't i have that but mm -hmm. nobody sees like hey this didn't happen like in one day i've been grinding my tail for the past 15 years and they haven't always been good good times but we made it through and this is where we're at now so what I think I think something that's most exciting, and and I don't take really any credit for it, but what I do see is really encouraging is the younger guys out there. It's the the 14, 15 year old kids like the Henrik kid that we did a coaching call with a couple of days ago. It's the 17, 18 year old kids like the Christian Schlegels, uh, which I don't take any credit for. But it's 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 exciting to see what social media is doing in those guys' lives. You know, it's the 15 to 20 year old crowd that lives at home, doesn't have a lot of obligations, doesn't have a lot of fear. And you got these young kids turning out 40, 60, 80, $200,000 year businesses while living with their mom and dad. Uh, I just think that's, that's the testimony of what I see this, this lawn care community and those trying to put out content, helping them do it is really all about. That's, that's what gets me most excited. Hey, Phil, tell, tell, tell Brian what uh, you got a 4.0 at what university was that? I I was going to college and then I I ended up stopping going to college and I figured out I like cutting grass more. So I call or John calls it the YouTube University. So I got a four there go. over there, baby. <laughs> Straight A's. Straight A's. <clears throat> well, it's funny. I uh, was just talking to my credit union about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, too. Uh, you know, I'm going to finance my Tesla and put a chunk down and um, humbly we could, we could pay cash for it. But you know, the, it's funny, the guy approved me over the phone and I don't know, five minutes, all he did was pull my credit. And uh, I said, don't you want like verification of income or, or anything like that? Or and he said, no. And I said, well, well, clearly you want my report card from, from high school. I can get you my transcripts and I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 
I'm just having fun because he obviously never asked me for my, my report card. So it's always funny to me that people who pride themselves in education, but uh, what do they say? They're, all, they're so uh, heavily minded, but they're no earthly good or they're, you know, all-star academic academics and, you know, amazing in academia, but they're no practical good. So it's like, you know, grades are great, but a real education is what you learn out there in the field, man. And you can't take that away from anybody. So, yeah, I think you're smart to uh, jump off of that ladder because I think it was leaning against the wrong building, my friend. Hey, absolutely. And I got teachers in from my high school that, you know, doubted me and stuff, too. And, you know, uh, one day they're going to be looking for a podcast and Phil's landscaping podcast might show up <laughs> or you never know. That's Maybe I'll like go that. talk in an assembly. Hey, who knows? But uh, you'll probably God get invited good. back. You'll probably get invited back in to do some kind of keynote address, you know, at the uh, the graduation ceremony in about 20 years. So just hang with it. <laughs> Let's go. We'll see. Me and you both. I like man. it. I like it. Hey, Brian, I got to hey, um, Okay, Phil, you go ahead. You ask yours. I got a couple more too and ever. This has been awesome. Yeah, well, let's go here. Um, so you touched on customers a little bit uh, in what you are just talking about. I'm wondering um, what are a couple things that you do um, in your business to uh, like keep your customers happy and uh, keep them coming back year after year? Because I know you've been in business for about 15 years and you have uh, had some of these customers for a long time, maybe not the trailer park ones, but in your subdivisions, you're the guy. How do you build that trust and gain 30 customers on the block? Well, I think, I think people uh, underestimate the simple stuff. I mean, just doing what you say you're going to freaking do. I mean, we we have such a simple industry, but I'm constantly amazed at how many people mess it up or complicate it. I mean, if somebody's expecting you to go cut their grass and do a good job and you don't go cut their grass consistently on time at a fair price and be, be completely consistent and reliable, then before you get fancy with your marketing, before you get fancy with your vehicles and your equipment set up, perhaps we should master the basics of just showing up on time and doing the job that you were hired for. I mean, it's it's incredibly uh, frustrating. I mean, let me ask you guys if you've ever been through fast food and you go through the, the window and you order a, you know, number seven chicken quesadilla combo at Taco Bell and they forget your taco or right, they, right. They, they hand you your food and they forget the Mountain Dew. I mean, it's a very, very simple process, but they somehow manage to, you know, mess it up. And it's the same thing with lawn care. I mean, it's not a complicated system. It's not a complicated business. Do what you're supposed to do. Um, I think, you know, in this day and age with technology and, you know, there's so much stuff available to us, everybody gets lost in the weeds about all the stuff that really doesn't matter. The, the reality is that Brian's Law Maintenance, you know, and I've said this on my podcast, like, you know, if I have a tombstone one day and it's dedicated to me, it, it'll tell me my dates, the little dash in the middle and underneath it, my caption is going to say, he was consistent. And that's, that's awesome. And, and that was it. It, it. There's no claim to fame. I'm not the most talented guy. I'm not, uh, I, I can't dunk a basketball. I can't sing. I can't sing like Justin Bieber. Okay. But I can make sure that I can cut your grass every Wednesday religiously for 26 weeks straight during the regular season, minus any weather conditions, obviously. 
And we can do that and deliver on that for 15 years in a row. I, I pe people don't ask the right questions like, hey, what separates you from everybody else? I mean, Phil, let me ask you, have you ever talked to a customer and signed them up and they and you do a little interview and you say, how did you hear about us? And they and, and then you say, what happened to the last guy? Nine times out of 10, what I hear is, well, my last guy just didn't show up. My last guy won't show up. I haven't seen my guy in two weeks. I mean, and if people if people just started with that, I think they'd get 80 percent of the way to success. And Phil, that's exactly why we're here. Right. I mean, that's what this podcast is for. You know, Phil goes, man, we want to have a podcast that helps guys consistently kick the day's ass. Amen. And and, and so you, you as the first guest on here uh, are just so highlighting that idea of there are no magic bullets. There are no uh, shortcuts to success. And realistically, you do not need to be a rocket scientist to be successful in business in America today. Um, you just need to be consistent. And you got to have a hunger and a desire. That's what I'm hearing. So what would you say, Brian, you know, to the 18, 15, 20 year old, just getting going in, in their business in, in lawn care? Um, what was the most you read about a thousand books? You said, uh, you know, give or take. And uh, what would you say is the most inspirational or one that you'd say, man, go read that. If somebody's reading their first book and a lot of times, um, you know, reading, it, it takes a little bit to get into it. But it, what would be the first couple, maybe one or two books you'd recommend? Uh, great question. I, in in little preface here, to be totally honest with you guys, I'm not a typically, uh, I'm not an avid reader. Like I am not a reader. Uh, I I didn't read because I like it. Right. I didn't read. I, I right. didn't read because I'm. I, I mean, in all sincerity, you guys got to realize I was a 2.0, you know, kid at, back in high school. Uh, okay. But I'm with you. I, I real. I, in all sincerity, I looked at books as just a tool to get the info I needed to succeed. And it was just a really simple concept to me that the answers I'm looking for are most likely somebody already knows, well, I can't go hang out with a, you know, Darren Hardy or a Jeff Bezos or a John Maxwell. I, I'm not that caliber to go spend quality time with those people for three hours or afford a, a four day, you know, $50,000 coaching call or mentorship. But I did find that at Barnes and Noble for $21.95, I can go get books from John Maxwell and hear what he's, he thinks and hear about leadership and success. And so the reality is that I didn't read because I enjoyed it. I read because I felt that I was so behind everybody else in life. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought that everybody already knew about success. And because of I was my, my deprived childhood uh, about my socioeconomics, I thought that everybody else already had all this stuff figured out at 20, if not, you know, younger. So I was reading with a passion because I thought I was so far behind. I, I thought that I had to make up for lost time, lost ground. So when some people say, if you just read 10 minutes a day, that's a book a month. Well, I said, well, if everybody's going to read a book a month, I'm going to be reading a book a week. I said, if most people already know this stuff, then I'm going to make it my passion to consume every single thing I can get my hands on. And I did that, honestly, for a decade. Uh, I will tell people that the, the answers you're looking for most likely are already on a YouTube video or in a book. And if it's not knowledge, by the way, that's the other part too. Some people go to the other end of that ditch and all they want to do is study and read right. and study and read. But we, we got to realize too, that if, if it was just knowledge, right. Then every single person that has access to a library would be a millionaire. Right. Because every single one of these books are already available for public access at any good library. So to give you the short story long, I, I read because I felt so far behind, uh, a couple of great books that were really influential uh, at the very beginning when I was 19, 20. 
was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yep, uh, another Robert, one. Robert Kiyosaki. Ro- yep. yep, absolutely great book. Uh, a lot of people that book changed their life, uh, and I think the book that changed it even more for me was Cash Flow Quadrant, his second book. Mm. Uh, that that gave me the determination about what quadrant I wanted to play in in the terms of finances for the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life. Mm. So you can understand the difference between assets and liability and, and income versus expense. And that's fine. That's great. I mean, it is very remedial knowledge, but something that I, I felt was uh, with, withheld from me. Uh, but it was really the cash flow quadrant book that gave me perspective about how wealth is made, what wealthy people operate in, the difference between a, an employer, self-employed person, and the difference between an investor and a business owner. And, and, and really the, the biggest na- uh, nugget and takeaway that I can, I can share was it was the difference between security and freedom. And I personally didn't want to play life safe. I didn't want a safe, secure job. I wasn't a cowboy, but I definitely loved the adventure. I liked the hunt. I liked the thrill. I liked the hustle. And for me, it was operating on the other side of the quadrant, which personally was never really presented to me. I mean, it's, I don't know if you guys can remember back in, uh, you know, maybe middle school, uh, maybe this is when it was presented to me, but it, it was that one fateful day back in school in math class where we were learning about positive and negative numbers. And, you know, when you're 11, 12 years old, you think that numbers only count upwards. And I just remember this revelation type moment when I was in math class and there was a question being asked, what's, you know, uh, minus seven minus, you know, from plus five. And I thought the answer was zero, but then they had informed me that it was minus two. And I said, I didn't know that existed. Hmm. And as simple as an analogy as it is, it was the exact same uh, perspective that opened my eyes to being self-employed or running a business, I should say. Uh, I I was always taught, go to work for somebody else, be an employee. And I did that. And I was a fast food manager making, you know, in today's money, $60,000 a year. But I was, I, it's kind of like the, uh, the movie, The Matrix, where there's something, that ticking, that, that hum, that red pill that you're trying to figure out, that, that voice in your head, there's something better, there's something else out there. I just couldn't, I couldn't put my hands on it until I found that book. And it just made me realize, oh my God, I want to be successful with businesses and being an entrepreneur and having cash flow and passive income. There's, a, there's a different ways to make money out there. And to me, that was very, very exciting. How old were you? Um, How old were you when you when you got your hands on that cash flow quadrant book? Uh, I was ni- nineteen years old. Yep, yep. And it's a shame that I didn't receive that book when I was fifteen years old, personally. Yeah, um, it's awesome. And then it all, and then you know you can always go down that rabbit hole. Why isn't that book available in in high school? Why isn't that book a mandatory read? Why why are we reading outliers and uh, you know where the red fern grows versus right. maybe maybe reading those kind of books? And then you know you can you can take that a little bit deeper, but um, I, I would say books like Crushing It by Gary Vee, uh, the One Thing book by uh, Gary uh, Williams, Gary, if I'm Gary, not mistaken. Uh, Gary Keller. Yep. Yep. Or, or yeah, Gary Keller. Uh, great book. Um, the 10X uh, Rule by Grant Cardone. Yep. Um, yep. I, you know, I always take Grant with a, with a grain of salt, but I, I still thoroughly enjoyed his book. Yep. Um, another great book out there uh, was The Richest Man from Babylon. Really, really good book. Oh yeah, that's a financial book, right? Uh, well, it's a spiritual kind of a saving. It's a, uh, it's a spiritual book, sorta, but it is a financial book. It's probably still in the Christian self-help section more than anywhere. Um, 
And then uh, probably one of the best books for me was The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. That was a, a book that I had read very, very long time ago. Can you tell us about your faith? That's awesome. I had that's that, that you know, Maxwell. And then if somebody else wants Maxwell, I think 17 Irrefutable Laws of Teamwork is probably the next level. When you start to grow and expand, you probably come across that as well. Uh, what would you say your faith has done to inform you? It, it sounds like you, you got, I think Phil was telling me you got a little faith background. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's what I will say. Like, we're, we're, we're businessmen, but I'm also a Christian. So that makes me a Christian businessman. Um, I think the principles that have helped me the most um, as a Christian are a lot of the spiritual principles of giving and serving. Um, I will say that, you know, if you want to grow in this life, you can, there's like a, a popular saying amongst Christians and, and pastors and leaders that when you do things on your own effort, it's kind of like one plus one equals two. Uh, but when you have a, a, an element of faith and, you know, if you're not a Christian, um, and you believe in different things that the Bible teaches and whatnot. And this isn't like, you know, 1960s, 1970s, grandma and grandpa have the Bible on their, you know, coffee table in the glass case that hasn't been opened in 40 years, right? Not, not that kind of faith. We're talking about people that still think that, you know, the word is God and God is the word. And you can apply that to present day life. In fact, I've, I've come to find that it's more applicable today than it was even, you know, 500 to 1,000 years ago. Um, for me personally, I think operating with the laws of, of success in the earth realm is great and awesome. But if you really want to pursue success, I would challenge anybody to study what God and Jesus talk about in the Bible, because uh, Jesus wasn't broke. Jesus wasn't poor. Now, I'm not going to go down the whole, uh, you know, prosperity, you know, teachings and, uh, you know, this name. Hey, make, make Jesus your choice, drive a Rolls Royce. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I, I think there's some people that kind of uh, prostitute the Bible a little much in that context. But what I will say, there, there are a lot of truths to giving. There's a lot of truth to uh, blessing. And I think that people, people that learn what tithing and offering is and giving, um, it's not just good physically and carnally and as a human. There's, there's a, a spiritual element to it. So uh, what, what I will say is if you learn to operate in the spiritual realm about giving and financing and blessing, um, I think I think it's going to be your multiplier where one plus one uh, equals 11. Mm. And I really do believe that. Um, and I don't have all the answers for somebody listening. And that's a that's a journey that you got to uh, take on your own. But I've just noticed that for me personally, when I apply certain truths and certain promises to my life, I'm able to stand firm. I'm able to not be swayed by uh, what's going on in this world. I'm, I'm, I'm personally able to have peace in my mind about, about my future, because when you know the end of the story, you know, nothing else matters. Uh, what, what, you know, it's, I've heard many people say like, it's like watching a football game and you, you already taped the recording Somebody, you know, one of your friends, unfortunately, ruined the score. They said, dude, can you believe that the, uh, you know, the Lions came back from uh, from that game? Holy crap, they won. Well, it's like when you're when you're watching the whole game, you know, on the replay and they're down, you know, 21 nothing. And it's the third, you know, third, in, uh, third inning, the third quarter. It's one of those deals where you don't lose faith. You don't lose sight. And you go into the fourth quarter, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? There's two minutes left or, you know, whatever. And it's 14 to 21. You know, when you when you look at the Bible as the, the promises and the blessings that it offers you, uh, 
for me personally, that just gives me the confidence to go day to day and not worry about the minutia that happens. So uh, what I guess I'm trying to say is that when you know you're victorious, nothing else matters. In fact, the people that come against you, if you have uh, that spiritual element to you um, and God's on your side and you're on God's side, I should say. Um, and frankly, you have a little bit more empathy for those people that come against you because they're not really coming against you. They're coming against a higher calling and a higher power. Mm. So I, so I don't know. That's just where I find my, my ability to be steadfast, uh, because growing a company or growing a social media company, um, uh, things come against you and it's hard, but that's okay because you don't have to do it with your own power, your own strength. There's, you can rely on somebody else to help you out. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks you for know, sharing that. Yeah. It's not, it's not only like, like this year you're getting a Tesla, you're building your dream house and, you know, it's been a lot of hard work for you, obviously, but you know what it really is, Brian, is God's honoring you with how you've been living your life and he sees all the lives that you've impacted and the the young guys that you're helping out and everything. And like, you may not n- notice it. I mean, you probably do because, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but um, he sees that and acknowledges it. It's not, he says, Brian's my, Brian's my child. And I got him out here. He's not only, just being a true green lawn sprayer i'm gonna put brian on up at the top he was supposed to be the lawnmower guy but we're gonna use brian as a tool to help these guys getting in the industry at least that's what i i see it like kind of well i mean i uh god uses the most unlikely people sometimes doesn't he i mean he used thieves prostitutes beggars homeless people um people that persecuted him uh, I'll be the first to say that, you know, uh, I heard a guy say that guy doesn't uh, call the equipped, he equips the called. So maybe I'm like the most unlikely candidate. And and that's fine. Uh, I'll take that all day. Now, one thing I'll say, well, two things I'll say. One, I might be getting a Tesla, but it's not my Tesla. I'm still a steward of anything that's brought to me. Right. So there's a there's a certain level of reverence and respect and appreciation because too much much is given much is required and you know he can give it and he can take it so you want to talk about you want to talk about staying humble and staying in the blessing and uh not letting your ego go unchecked that'll that's a big responsibility you know um and one other thing i'll say too and most people don't really piece this together but you know I i didn't get the tesla this year uh i got the tesla about two to three years ago right because the work the the income i'm making today is from work i did three years ago Period. Absolutely. I mean, it it might have manifested three three years later, but there's no there's no way that what we did this year was going to get us to what we got. So that's something that most people don't realize. It's like a lot of time people will go on Instagram and they'll see um, you know brand new Ferrari or brand new Lamborghini, right? Right. And 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 respectfully, I say to those people, stop thinking about that car because you're not going to afford it. You're not going to get that car. Uh, and the reality is that it's the year's 2020 right now, uh, going into 2021. And at best, you're going to get that 2025 Lamborghini. It's going to take you four or five years. You're not even lusting after the right car. The car that you are going to buy at best five to 10 years from now 
is a concept car right now coming out five years from now. So while you're busy looking at a car right now, you're lusting after the wrong car. You don't want a 20, you know, 20 Lamborghini SVJ. It's, that's not the right car for you. That's not the car you, for you. You're not going to get it. Put your head to, the, to the, the grindstone, work your butt off. And the car that's being a concept car right now, that's the car you're going to get. So it's like, I, I, you know, the Model X, I, was, I, was, I didn't even know what the car looks like. I didn't even care what it looked like. I knew I was going to get it. But I wasn't getting the one from three and four years ago. I was going to give them whatever they had available three to four years from now, which is today. So it's like a lot of people are always working for today and, and they forget that it's the house in five years. It's the car in five years. It's, it's all that stuff in the future that you're doing the work for right now. So it's like, don't get lost in the day-to-day stuff, you know, have that, that maybe those checkpoints and that current motivation, but just realize that what you're working hard for right now doesn't even exist. Just make sure you're in a position five years from now that if you do want a nice luxury car, then once you have that money in five years, you can look around and say, oh, look at what I can buy now. I'm really glad I did work five years ago to get there. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, so this year has been a heck of a roller coaster in 2020 with uh, coronavirus. We had an election that went crazy. We got all kinds of things that happened this year. What do you think? Um, what do you think you learned the most this year in 2020 about yourself as a as a person and a business owner that you're gonna use to crush in 2021 in your business? You know, that's a good question, and and I, I wish people took the seriousness of what I what I'm gonna say next to heart because if there's anything that that proves true to me is that distractions are only distractions if you allow them to be. I mean, the reality is that my income doubled this year. Many, many people's did it. Many people's went back. Many people didn't have the same luck, didn't have the same result. Um, But what I will say is we've all heard the looking left, looking right distractions, you know, what's your competition doing? uh, What's somebody else doing? And the reality is that you really shouldn't be measuring your success against anybody else's. You know, this year, more than any other year for me, proved that no matter what's going on in the world, I can still win, grow and succeed. And the American dream is still real. Now, that might be really counterculture to what a lot of people are thinking and saying out there, because all you hear is doom and gloom. And that's been amplified times 10 this year. But the reality is that not everybody's broke. Not everybody had a losing year. and Not everybody did make more money. The reality is that there was still between two and four new millionaires this year, two and four million new millionaires. But I don't remember that getting reported anywhere on Fox News or CNN. Amen. Amen. The next thing Phil's going to do is he's going to start the Positive News Network, right, Phil? The PNN? <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Brian's going to Phil's News Brian's Network. In. Phil's in the PNN, baby. Amen. Absolutely. And why not? I mean, the reality is that if you can stay focused, and work your butt off, it's wide open. And if I'm not living proof of that, a guy that grew up in a double wide trailer with no, no connections, no, you know, they always say, uh, uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, honestly, I was screwed because I didn't know anybody. And frankly, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so, so, you go t- so you go tell me why I'm, I'm succeeding and other people aren't. Amen. Because I'll, I'll take every one of your excuses away. Amen. And I, say that hum- I say that humbly. And you know what my, my secret was? I'll just outwork you. I'll just out, I'll outwork you. I'll out consistent you. I'll out try fail adjust. I'll out positive attitude you. 
I'll outgive, I'll outserve, and I'll just out you. Mm, that's and, so good. And that, and that, you know what? You know what's funny? That's still been the exact same secret to success for pretty much the dawn of time. And frankly, that that those are the first four chapters of Think and Grow Rich, a book that was written back in 1910. Yeah. John's reading it right now. Phil's got it. Ask Phil. Hey, you know it's crazy, Brian, that you mentioned that. Phil, Phil's got it in his po- on his uh, on his podcast, right? I said Phil's gonna be gonna be a reader too. That's his. That's the next level. That's the next level stuff for Phil. But the the book we just put on the podcast, Phil, what was it? Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, baby. He he well, sent me the audio version when we were at Entrepreneur uh, Academy, and he was like, Phil, you got to start reading this, and you're gonna be in book club with us. I'm uh, like, all right, I'll give it a chance here. And what, Brian, what's, uh, what's well, I was gonna say, what's what's chapter one of that book? Does anybody remember? Oh man, thoughts are things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughts become things. Yeah, thoughts are things. And you know, when we're sitting in that, and Brian, speak maybe briefly on that. And I know we're running. Phil's got a couple, one final question, I think. But what entrepreneur? I mean, I was there. Uh, you know, with Phil and his mom sent us out there. It was, it was so inspiring. Um, yeah. I was so fired up on the plane back um, by, you know, and that's exactly why I said, you know, gave that book to Phil. I was like, man, I read this book 25 years ago, changed my life. We've got four kids, been a few successful businesses later, et cetera. That's but awesome. it was like, but it was like humbly, right? Like you said, God's good and, and mm-hmm. a little bit of luck and all that stuff. But I'm like, I'm look, yeah. I was so jacked listening or watching it. You know, uh, I watched my only cousin, I'm the only child, my cousin, uh, my only guy cousin's name is Brennan and, and he's in a horseshoeing business. He's been very successful 20 something years of just same exact concepts you're talking about. But I sat there and I watched and I listened to the, to, you know, and talked to folks. The American dream was on display at the Entrepreneur Academy. The American mm. dream was on the display and it gave me this, this revitalized sense of like, man, what Phil can do in, in the, greatest city we like to say phil right bothell washington um absolutely you know you know what phil can do in just a matter of two years and you mentioned darren hardy that compound effect um but then when you talk about this community uh uh, of collaboration that mastermind principle napoleon hill talks about in that book that mastermind Mm -hmm. concept where was it for you when it's like man um because it's something you first had to outwork and you had to sit your head down and read and read like where was it when like it switched for you where it's like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna bring we all going we, i'm gonna bring anybody who wants to get on this trip i'm gonna let's go let's go we're we're going to control our destiny and we're going to do it through mowing lawns and taking care of people's yards and and that's going to be uh, you know you talk about the bible says god will make room for your gift and put you in the presence of great men like when was that for you i'm just curious to spark for you because i'm always intrigued by like what was it catalyst that for you to see it's bigger than me you know that, that's a really good question and i don't have a, a typical answer for that one that's a good question i here, here's what i will say um somewhere along the way i realized the cavalry wasn't coming yeah i have realized i realized that nobody in my family was wealthy we have no wealthy friends yeah. no wealthy no wealthy cousins I don't have any trust funds. Uh, there, there was, there was none of that coming. And when my wife and I met as well, um, I said, "Hey, you got any rich, rich relatives or rich family?" No. <laughs> All right. Well, there goes my meal ticket. I guess we better do something with this thing, you know. Um, and so the reality is that, you know, I think it, for me it was those little wins. 
those little daily wins that turn into weekly wins, which turn into monthly wins. And again, I wish it was this Hollywood-esque answer for you where, you know, I, I got punched by a bully and then I started training 18 hours a day and punching, you know, dead car- cow carcasses in a freezer, you know? Uh, it's not like that. The reality was that it was, I added a couple Instagram followers. I added a couple YouTube subscribers. We added a couple of long customers. We raised our prices a little bit day by day by day. Um, I think what, what, what really solidified it though for me as I talk out loud was, you know, uh, six years ago, I married my wife and I realized that I kind of sold her uh, a pipe dream. Hey, honey, you know, marry me and I'll, I'll take care of you, right? Right. Um, I'll, you know, I'll get you the nicest cars, the nicest clothes and the nice big house and you'll have all the jewelry. Right. And she believed me hook, line and sinker. <laughs> so I guess I'm a pretty good salesman, but, uh, the, <laughs> the reality is that 12, 18 months later, I had realized that none of these things had yet come true. And I knew that for things to change, I had to change, right. We've all heard that. And so I just realized that who I am today isn't going to get me to who I want to be tomorrow. And it's not going to get me those things of the future unless I change. So I had to start thinking, how does somebody who has a million dollar home, a Tesla, a nice car, a nice bank account, uh, a well-provided for family, what, how do they think? How do they spend their time? How do they spend their free time? Who are they talking to? What are they talking to other people about? What are they focusing on? What kind of conversations are they having? Where do they spend their time? Where do they spend their energy? Are they talking about the past? Are they talking about the present? Are they talking about the future? Are they taking? Are they giving? Are they building? Are they destroying? See, I had this esoteric person that I thought if I became that person, then I'd probably have the same things that those people have. And lo lo and behold, I had access to a lot of them because I figured if I modeled myself a little bit after Grant, a little bit after Gary, a little bit after Darren, a little bit after Gary V. Then I figured that maybe, maybe just maybe I'd have some of their same success spill off over into me. And so I guess the reality is that I had that desire, that hunger to take care of my wife because I didn't want to be proved a a liar. I didn't want my wife to think that she married somebody that she was going to be stuck with. Right. I mean, that was, I think that was the the reality and the motivation for me. And I still, to this day, um, you know, I'm working to solidify what I've built. Um, And you know what, you can only do that through expanding ironically enough. And so for me, it's, it's always been the desire of taking care of my mom, taking care of my wife. And then I realized that by succeeding, I also had a responsibility to take care of those around me. Um, even to the chagrin of some of those people that you take care of that aren't expecting you to take care of, you got to take care of. And then I realized, wow, the more successful I am, the more people I can take care of. It starts with throwing a 20 spot in your church's little cup as it goes through the aisle, right? But then you realize that you can give away hundreds of dollars, you can give away thousands of dollars. And Liz and I are doing, you know, our end, annual end of year giving. And right now we're giving away, uh, you know, north of f- uh, five figures right now. We're trying to figure out where to give it. It doesn't make us a hero. It just means that we're, we've been blessed and we're here to bless more people. And so the reality is that I just didn't want to be a liar. That's awesome. That's good. Stuff. Absolutely. Hey, I mean. I got to say, you and Liz make a good team. I think uh, you guys are going to do big things, especially with your new channel, uh, Fullerton Party at 2. I'm going to be uh, tuning into that when you guys start building your your new pad with the sportsmen. Um, 
Thanks, I appreciate that. I'm definitely looking forward to it, as you can imagine. That's uh, many, many hours and many, many years of uh, hard work. Um, and you know what? We still have a lot of hard work to still go. It's going to be a uh, very, very large undertaking, but one that we hope to share with everybody and um, and just and just prove that you know through hard work and dedication, you can still succeed. You can still win. You can still bless people. You can still make it. I just, I you know, the the biggest travesty to me is the fact that that's put down. See, I I don't know. Somehow I grew up on the tail end of still believing that that was a good thing, that that was the American dream, that was the um, American way. And and I grew up somehow in the thought process of that that should be celebrated, not not ridiculed and vilified. So uh, with all this being said, what is the plans for the future of Brian's Lawn Maintenance? What's like... You probably don't want to spill all the beans, but uh, what's what's kind of uh, your vision for the the next step of your business? Are you thinking to expand with Rob and maybe start some new uh, another another crew like copy what you already have and do a couple more subdivisions or are you going to hone into YouTube more and really really take off with that uh more more uh of the coaching calls side of things um so like what is your what's kind of your vision for the whole thing and um where where can where can we find you uh online and how can people hear about brian's lawn maintenance like i did yeah i mean really simple answer it might shock people but we're going to do more of the same we're just going to be more consistent <laughs> Uh, the, the lawn and landscape company, uh, we're going to grow the bottom, uh, or sorry, grow the top, dissolve the bottom. We've all heard that that's business one-on-one. So we'll raise prices. We'll add a few customers, lose a few customers, but we can always work on the top number. We can always work on the bottom number. Uh, we do have some different things with uh, a new guy that's full-time, uh, that'll be our foreman and ideally for him to run the mowing crew and hopefully free me up, you know, to maybe only being in the field two or three days a week versus four or five. Um, I'm giving him a lot of responsibility and a lot of, uh, different roles next year. So we're really looking forward to that. That'll be a big transition for us, uh, because I've been an owner operator for, you know, like I said, basically 15 seasons. And, uh, actually the whole him and another guy that we hired, were uh, taking the whole crew out uh, a couple different times this fall, doing fall cleanups and other jobs. And it was different. It was, uh, it was interesting because I was able to stay at home and, you know, work a little bit more on my media company and social media. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is I try to help people keep things in perspective, but literally we still only run our YouTube channel, I'd say 10 to 15 hours a week, nights and weekends. I mean, up until this year, I have never worked on anything social media wise, other than maybe making an Instagram post uh, before 9, 10 PM. I mean, literally this whole hustle has been nights and weekends. And so when people say I have kids or I don't, I don't have time or whatever, it's like, Hey man, I get it. But while everybody else knew the score of the Vikings versus the Packers, you know, I was out there making YouTube videos for people to watch the next day about leaf blowers. Um, so, so the reality is that, yeah, I'd love to see the YouTube channels grow. I think we're in a prime position to take the first channel from, I don't even know, 120,000 subscribers to well over two, 250. Um, I think my second channel realistically has the uh, opportunity to go from, I think about 7,500 subscribers right now to probably a couple, couple hundred thousand its first year, um, taking the success of kind of what I learned scrimmaging for five years on YouTube on that first channel, uh, carrying that over to the second channel. Um, 
you know, I don't know. I think, uh, I think a lot of people want to see a lot about four wheelers, a lot about Tesla's, a lot about a custom home, uh, a lot about buying, you know, property, building a pole barn, um, you know, just family life. I think, uh, a lot of people would be interested in seeing that kind of story and that kind of, um, you know, coming from nothing to something, uh, kind of story. And I think it's just fun to celebrate and, and to just kind of share that encouragement with the next person out there who's, you know, a young entrepreneur or young family trying to, to make their own way. Um, so will we be attacked and ridiculed a little bit? Sure. That's just, you know, anytime you try to succeed and stick your head above the crowd, right. They always say you're going to get tomatoes thrown at you. So that's, that's okay. But, um, I think the reality is that we can do both. I think we can still have great family life, uh, you know, balance. I think we can still grow the lawn and landscape company, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. We, we still do what a lot of guys watching us do. And that's, uh, I think exciting too, because it keeps us credible with you guys. Uh, and then the reality is that I I'm really looking forward to building my custom home. I've, I've waited, you know, 15 years to build this thing. Liz and I, you know, like I said, we've been together for eight, married for six. We've, we've built this home. Every square foot, every inch is designed. We have a, a Pinterest board, a private Pinterest board where everything from the roof to the metal, to the tiles, to the, the wood, to the doorknobs, to the light switches, to where every single space we already had figured out. We just needed an architect to pull it together. Uh, we, we've been working on this vision for, you know, five to six years. And so we're really, 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 we're not home, you know, house people, we're home people. You know, we're not really falutin, to be honest with you. We're, we're just regular, humble, normal people like you guys listening in. Uh, we've had a little bit of success lately, but the reality is that we just want to have a great place to raise a family and, you know, hopefully teach our kids our values and just be uh, somebody in the community that's just a normal, stable couple that, you know, people can always rely on. So both in the long care community and I guess in real life, you know. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Brian, for being on my podcast. Well, thanks um, for having me. This was exciting. Oh man, it's been exciting, bro. Uh, I think I it's going to be a fun the, time. Well, I wish you nothing but the success with it as things grow. I think, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of guys out there listening to uh, music and other things, and they could be listening to so much better content like like what you're putting together, Phil. So there's uh, eight hours a day. A lot of these guys are spending on their mowers. So hopefully, uh, people that are listening in are feeling encouraged and uplifted. And I guess the biggest takeaway is that like, if I can do it, you can do it. I mean. In just three or four years, look what we built doing social media. I mean, why why can't you do that with your lawn and landscape? I mean, my my lawn and landscape company just four years ago was doing sixty thousand dollars a year, maybe, and we do multiples of that now. And we still have a teeny tiny business, but come on, you you should be able to take what I've put out there just on my channel alone, not even the greater lawn care com community or Launchpreneur Academy. I mean, just just the videos alone, you should be able to chisel out a six figure business in two to three years. I really do believe that. Oh, absolutely, bro. You've it's happening right now. So uh, I was listening to your podcast earlier today and you said, make a goal of what you want to reach this year and make it a little bit higher than that goal and go out and do it. So that's, that's what I got. I got, uh, I got two whiteboards in my room. One's a vision board and one is a uh, new quote board. So um, we got, we got visions and quotes up on the walls, but um, I think we're going to wrap this podcast up, but I just want to say once again, thank you very much, Brian, for being on my podcast. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Where can, uh, where can our listeners find you? 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I sincerely appreciate you and John putting this in together. I mean, it takes a lot of work to put podcasts together. So thanks for putting it together. And also thanks for having me on the show. Uh, sincerely, I really do appreciate it. Uh, let me speak to your audience. But yeah, uh, really simply, people can find us on YouTube and also on Instagram, Brian's Law Maintenance. Uh, we do have a podcast called Fullerton Unfiltered, where we're doing uh, something very similar to Phil. Um, I don't know if we have the uh, the same kind of uh, you know hustle that you guys do putting this thing together on the West Coast. Maybe you guys can find uh, a similar and also different audience that we get to reach just based on geography, you know. But uh, hey, that's uh, like I said, the more the merrier, man. There's never a crowded space at this table. So uh, we we just really appreciate the time. And thank you so much for letting us be on your show. Thank you, Brian. I just want to say thank you for your inspiration, encouragement, uh, Brian, your time. Uh, and uh, I love it. If I can do it, you can do it. That's what I think the, the title of this podcast might be, Phil. Um, so we're just, well, thanks, we're, just we're just excited for uh, for anybody that gets to hear your wisdom and encouragement and experience, and excited to see what you're going to do in 2021. Oh. Congrats on the uh, custom house. Um, thanks, man. Let's go. Well, I, I appreciate you guys big time, man. I, 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 in all sincerity, I always tell people like the more you get to know me, the probably the less impressed you're going to be because I'm just like you. I'm just a normal dude, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I, 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 everybody gets lost in the numbers, but they forget that I'm still a normal dude. I get pee on the seat just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm just having fun. But <laughs> so. dude, that's and that's what I like. I knew that you were a normal dude, but like on YouTube and like you watch YouTube all the time, you're like oh shit it's brian's law maintenance man and like (laughs) and then you get to entrepreneur academy and you're like hey what's up guys like how's it going thank you everybody for coming to help set up and you're like let's all let's all pray whether you're a christian or not we're gonna pray right now so thanks (laughs) take your head off and i was like this guy is awesome so um (laughs) well that that right there's a difference between marketing and branding you know what i'm saying so That's right. Hey, totally. That's whole, and that's um, a whole nother case study, you know, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know John will say the same thing, but we had an awesome time down there and uh, we'll definitely be going back next year. So we went, well, uh, we went I over to Buffalo you. Wild Wings where you usually go, I think. And uh, yeah, we, we hashed out all of our goals of where we're going to be next year at that time. Absolutely. When we're at Launchpreneur Academy. So, so we'll awesome, see if dude. we hit them. Well, I, I, I think you guys have a great thing going on, man. And uh, I, in all sincerity, I mean, thank you for even valuing my opinion and my time to bring me on the show and, and even come to our event. I, I, I sincerely don't take it for granted. I, again, I, I just, I just want to prove a lot of people wrong and prove a lot of people right. And I just uh, hope that we we deliver, you know, that's, that's what I always try at the end of the day is deliver on that, that, you know, we're, we're just like you and we're just trying to make it better, you know? That's totally. Awesome. Merry Christmas. All right, guys. Well, Hey, we'll catch up with you, man. You guys stay out of trouble and back at you. All right. Hey, thanks, Brian. You have a good night and have a good Christmas with your family. All right. You guys too. We'll talk to you. Thanks guys. See ya. Cheers. All right. Thanks. See ya. All right.